part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Branion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. I kind of want to make a video where we... Uh, where I'm sitting in a chair and it looks like everything's on fire and I could walk mm. out. Wow. Well, tell me, what was the inspiration behind that? <laughs> it was such a cool video, and I and I kept I kept looking at the uh, at the chair, looking at the edges, looking at the background, and everything because it's composited, right? And it's like and it's so well done. Yeah, it's it's well done. But what made me laugh were all the commenters saying. I think this was shot more than once. And I was like, you think <laughs> you think, you think <laughs> they didn't put Doug Wilson you, in, you an, think, in an actually you, burning room? You think they didn't have a stopwatch off camera? And it's like, you got to go now, Doug. One person literally said, I mean, if not, he stood up right at, at the, the exact, exact right <laughs> moment. Exact moment. Because that chair caught fire immediately <laughs> behind him as I he walked away. I love people so much. It's literally like, it would be like watching, you know, a a show a magician do his mm-hmm. thing and having your your grandma or your great aunt sitting next to you and going i think that girl was not actually cut in half <laughs> i don't think he really cut her in half pretty sure we had a we had a magician come to a sunday school class uh years ago our sunday school class at church the adult sunday school class and he, he did table magic at the adults <laughs> uh dinner mm-hmm and there were people in that class, grown-up, actual people, who I went to church with, my brothers and sisters in Christ, mostly sisters, <laughs> who were dumbfounded at some of the tricks he did. And yeah. they actually said, he had to be getting his power from Satan. Yeah, he's possessed by Beelzebub. He had, he had to make a deal with Satan. <laughs> and, and and I try, I was I was diplomatic as I could be, but I said, wait a minute. You honestly believe that in order to make an ace of hearts appear at the top of a deck of cards, you've got to make a deal with the devil? That's the only there viable... Are, there are a lot of magic tricks that I don't know how they're done. And I've, well, yeah, you me know, too. Kept, I've kept ignorant on purpose in some cases because there have been some I figured out on my own. You remember uh, the guy in Branson who he and his wife were a, a duo and they were picking random objects from the audience, and she was telling him what they were, you know, blindfolded and with a bag over her head or whatever. Right. And he would he would know them, and she would say, okay, tell me like, what this is. It was like, um, you know, a T-shirt, yes. A baby bottle, yes. And car keys, yes. Right. You know, and, and there were like 30 objects or something. And he was nailing them. And yeah, she would, well, he was pointing to them, and she was the one who was... Oh, okay. Who was guessing? He's right. like, you know, magic runs in our family. So I'm not the only magician. My my lovely wife here also. And you figured out how they did that. I did, I did because was he it? was going so fast. Like he was. I think he thought that it would be more impressive, and and in a way it kind of was. But like they were rapid firing them, and she was answering them that quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that's because he asked so many different ways, so close together. He was like, what's this? And this one? What about this? You right. know, and he asked 
he never asked the same way twice. And right. that's when I figured it out. You're like, if he, he must be giving her verbal cues yeah. of some sort in the way he's asking those questions. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Or... It could have been that he was empowered by Satan. Or he might have made a deal with the devil. <laughs> he might have signed a Here's, blood pact with Beelzebub. We weren't, you didn't so that say. He, <laughs> he can identify your Baby card bottles. in a pack so of that 52. you could figure out it was a t-shirt being held up <laughs> by an audience member. I mean, it was... I, I told there was there was one where he where he levitated a dollar. He took he borrowed yeah. a dollar from somebody and crumpled it, and then he went and put his hands apart like this, mm-hmm. and the dollar was was levitating in between them. And she, this girl was like, "How else could he have done it?" And I said, "I don't know. Maybe like a really thin string that you can't see." That's, yeah. And and it turns out that's exactly what it is. Yes. If you th- there's. You don't have to go to Satan in order to pull off simple <laughs> well, parlor tricks. Um, you didn't tell me we were going to talk about this, but I literally I just didn't know. saw a video like a couple of hours ago that made me, it made me smile. It was cute. And it said, it was by ESPN put out this video that said this, this um, security guard went off, off in all caps. And you, you watch the video and it's like this cheer cheer group like the dancers for the for the team i don't even know what team it was now but they were dancing and they were trying to dance around the security guard but he kept getting like he kept getting knocked over and uh and so, like they kept bumping into him and so like then they staged this like argument with the coach where he the coach comes over and he's like arguing with them like get out of the way get out of the way and he's like i can't i gotta be here it's all it's all non-verbal like right. because the music's playing and then all of a sudden the security guard joins them and like he's doing the lead and everybody's like <laughs> dancing with him he knows all the choreography and right. it's just really it's really funny and cute but the comments were like oh that was staged <laughs> <laughs> you think oh <laughs> Of course it was. Oh, my gosh. And still hilarious and cute. So if you haven't seen the uh, No Quarter November 2022 uh, teaser video that Doug Wilson did, uh, if, you're not a, if you're not privy to how the FLF network works or if you haven't been a, a, a follower of Doug Wilson, Carl, then uh, every November, Doug basically takes the... Uh, does away with all the formalities that he normally does when he when he writes and when he speaks. He usually goes out of his way to offer all sorts of caveats and and disclaimers and uh, and and soften right. what he's about to say. He qualifies. He qualifies. 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 Qualifies it. But in November, he doesn't do that because, it, as he says, um, it doesn't do any good anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of the bending over backwards that he does to try to make sure that he is understood correctly and uh, it, it doesn't work. And so in November, he just dispenses with all of that. And in his words, I tell you what I really think. Right. And so he made a video this year and uh, you should look it up just on YouTube. Look at it's it. pretty good. You might accidentally watch one of the others, but it will mm-hmm. still give you the same idea. Give you the same idea. But that's what made me think <clears> about <throat> magic. And we there's... Uh, videos now are so good that the technology that is available, you know, in the palm of our hands almost is Hollywood level stuff. It used to take hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment and hours and hours of manpower to pull off stuff like what they did in that video. Yep. And now. Well, and they're still pretty good at it. 
Well, yeah, there, it still requires talent. It's like yeah. it's a tool. Video editing is is a tool, Mine and then the tools like that. <laughs> tools in the hands of a craftsman are impressive. And I'd uh, probably burn myself. I'd probably set Doug Wilson on fire by mistake. <laughs> They'd be like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> they don't have to be in the same room. You're supposed to shoot it twice. Yeah, he doesn't. There shouldn't be any fire around Doug. <laughs> I think he really does smoke the cigar, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably legit. I think that's legit. really in his hands. Yeah. That was probably legit. I don't think he lit it off the back of the computer, though. Uh, probably not. I don't think so. And actually, Mythbusters, this is going way too far, but Mythbusters mm-hmm. once demonstrated that you actually can't set a fire by dropping cigar or a cigarette butt on a on a uh, pile of like fuel, lighter fuel or gasoline. Right, because it's not hot anymore. Right. By the time it hits the ground, it just there's not enough of a spark. They even tried like having a whole pack of <laughs> cigarettes. They like lit them all at once and then tried to drop all the butts simultaneously on the pile. I mean, they just went overboard. They tried. They yeah. tried really hard to get a fire going because you got to have. It's got to be a certain temperature. <clears throat> I, yeah. Uh, I found that out too when I was looking up. Uh, whether or not you can shoot a gun into a propane tank and explode it. Right. And it's you very can't. difficult. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, it doesn't work. But anyway. Um, okay, so I have a question for you. A Welcome hypothetical, to the table, Carl. Okay, go ahead. Like an advice question. Like imagine that we got this, we got this inquiry from a fan or something. Okay. We didn't. But like it'd be like a Dear Ann kind of situation. But we might. Yeah, we could. We could. Dear Ann or Dear Comedian. Next, next door at johnbrandy.com if you would like if to send like me. like to send a, to our new a question. column, Dear mm-hmm. Comedian. But, but it's still next door at johnbrandy.com, <laughs> right. not just, Dear Comedian. No, just put it at the top so we know. Or put it in the subject line. <laughs> so let's say hypothetically, let's say it's 30 years ago, right? And okay. I am like in preschool or kindergarten, around about that age. You're just a wee child. And I come home from... Somewhere from uh, school, and I okay. say... Which you never went to, but okay. Well, in first grade, I was in public school. Let's say I'm in first grade, and I come home from first grade, and I say to you, I was not invited to my friend's birthday mm-hmm. party. What would be your response to that, to me? If you told me you were not invited to your friend's birthday party, well... <clears throat> This is difficult for me because I'm I'm having a hard time imagining you personally coming home and being distraught about that. Oh, it's something I probably would have. As a first grader, I probably would have said something like that. So, right. so just how would you have handled that? Well, I would have said, um, I would have probably asked them questions. <laughs> I would have yeah. said, well, did they tell you specifically that you're not invited? Mm-hmm. Or did, uh, how do you know you weren't invited? How do you know that you didn't get... I mean, how do you know there is a birthday party? Yeah, okay. So uh, and there how do you was, know you're not invited? There was a birthday party, and I definitely wasn't invited. And you specifically were were not invited. They said to the members of your classroom, they did, did they hand out invitations? No, not at the not at. So school. there were no invitations. No, and in fact, turns out that the that I then asked my friend why wasn't I invited, and my friend said only people from church came. It was only for, it was a party for people from church. Okay. And we don't go to their church. We don't go to their church. Yeah. Okay. And so then, well, that would be, that would be my next question. Why weren't you invited? And if the answer is because you were not part of a group that qualified to be invited to the party, yeah. then I would say, 
I would ask, do you understand that? <laughs> do you understand that you don't go to their to church? That you're, do you understand that you are disqualified by virtue of the fact that you don't go to their church? Yeah. And sometimes, and I think we did have this conversation with all of you kids at least once, that sometimes you are just not part of the group that gets to do a thing. Right. We had that conversation with you guys among the siblings. You know, sometimes the boys, sometimes the brothers do a thing because they're boys, and sometimes girls do things because they're girls. And sometimes the oldest, you and Tim, get to do things that the younger ones don't get to do because you belong to the group who is old enough right. to do that. And right. So we tried to give you guys a, a sense of understanding that sometimes you're just not part of the group. Right. 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 So you would not, just to clarify, you would not rush out and like send an email or start a chain of telephone among I, the parents. I would not demand justice for you that yeah. you be that you be given an invitation to this party. No, I would not do that. Okay. Well, um, this was shared. And I, w- I would also tell you that uh, you don't really get to have a pity party because in the grand scheme of things, this is very, very small. <laughs> very it, small. This is not something that should, that should ruin your day, let um, alone your week. Well, this, this dear mother put on social media just less than a week ago. She wrote, my heart is heavy for my little girl. <laughs> <laughs> my heart is heavy. Okay. I haven't, I haven't seen this, but I'm, Based on the context of the question that you just asked me. Okay, go ahead. Uh huh. Her best friend at school had a birthday party, mm-hmm. and Liz wasn't invited. Right. Being the bold little girl that she is, she asked why. Mm-hmm. The other little girl said, only girls from church were invited. Okay. My four-year-old was not invited to a birthday party because we don't go to their church. <laughs> Their beliefs are their beliefs, and I do not fault them for that. But here's the thing. Uh, I was once included in things simply because I was a member of the right religion. I was once included in game nights and baby showers and birthday parties and luncheons simply because I had the right right label. And And heaven. Don't forget to mention heaven. And now that I don't have that label, I am often pushed aside. Mm -hmm. By removing one label, I lost my community. I lost, quote, friends. I lost people. I've been unfriended on Facebook, gossiped about, and told I'm going to hell because I chose to remove one label. And now because my daughter doesn't have that label, she's being pushed aside and her friend is being forced to choose simply because of a label. Oh my gosh. This breaks my heart. This poor girl. (laughs) The girl's doomed. Uh, Unless there's somebody in her life, a grandmother, an uncle, unless she listens to this podcast. (laughs) Unless there's somebody in her life who can explain to her that her mother, her is mom's perspective on way, things, is a little skewed, way messed up. Yeah, yeah. that's and that's that is an awful way to grow up. If the the sense of entitlement that I should be invited to everything that I want to be invited to, and and it is. This is the, the kids four. Yeah, her kids four. My gosh, who even who even at four understands what a birthday party invitation well, is? That, like that's important because mom is teaching her how to respond to this right now. Mom yeah. has the opportunity She's to go. Programming hey, her. Hey, look, 
Birthday parties are fun to be invited to, but also it doesn't mean you're not friends anymore. If right. you don't go, like it does not mean a birthday party. Your friendship is bigger than a birthday party. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it. If a, a real friend was, and I, I've talked about this with my buddy Chris Edgington um, fairly recently, that we were we were good friends when I was working at the computer store in Kokomo. Yeah. But then he got a job and moved to a, a different job and moved away to the East Coast. Uh, and then came back and he was living up and he still lives up north a little bit. But the point is that we didn't see each other or really even interact for years and years and years and years and years and years. And he called me uh, a little while back and said, hey, why don't you come out to the lighthouse and play board games with the high school kids? And I'm like, okay, I did. And so we've had lunch since then a few times and we picked up like right where we left off. It right. wasn't, there wasn't this thing. It's like, oh sure, how come I didn't hear from you? You know, you know how many <laughs> birthdays I've had since you, and I didn't hear a single thing from you for all of those years. And now you think you're just gonna, you think you're just gonna pick up where we left off? You think you're just gonna send me a text and everything's gonna be okay? No, we've got some maintenance to do. You've got some explaining to do. Yeah. Friendships don't require any quote-unquote, maintenance, the way people understand maintenance. I don't have to call you or text you or send you letters or gifts on a regular basis in order to maintain our relationship. If right. we're friends, then we're friends until further notice. But if, you, if, you, if you're feeling somewhat disconnected, that's on you, friendship, not me. Friendship does not or should not have to require this much maintenance. But here's the thing. Raising children who know how to be good friends, that is a thing you actually have to work at. You actually yeah, you have, have to, to teach, teach them, children. You have to teach them what I'm saying right now. Right, right. And what we have is kids who are being raised on the internet by memes and really, really stupid posts like this mom's. And then they grow up and we're wondering why nobody has any friends. And why it's like, it's not friends? because the church people sometimes just have church-only birthday parties. Well, it's because you're a bad friend. Because they're making it... They're, they're making it the friend's responsibility solely. And they're not even telling the friend what, what's required. It's just so... Oh, well, they jumped to so a ton of up. conclusions. Like, that was, what, that was what some other people pointed out when this quote was screen, <laughs> screenshotted and, well, that's uh, a relief. and shared. Um, it's like, these are four-year-olds. You're going off of what your four-year-old told you another four-year-old said at right. school. You're not even going to have a conversation with the person you're mad at. You're just going to put them on blast now. Like, this is all about how bad church people behave, and you're actually behaving far worse than any far of them worse. right now. The, but her final, her final paragraph was, this is a soapbox I will die on. If your religion yes, or group will. of any kind teaches you to exclude others that aren't like you, you might be in a cult. Oh, my gosh. So, and again, I feel like we've said this so many times. <laughs> she is also a member of an exclusive group. Correct. This <laughs> she just hasn't. She just doesn't define it as clearly as church people do. Right. But she's a member of the anti-church. Correct. Group. And that was that was my comment. I said. Um, oh, where'd it go? She's a member of the it. group of people who don't like people who go to church, and so. She feels that she is morally superior to those people because she doesn't have that quote-unquote label. And, and that's annoying, too. The idea that, that your religious convictions are nothing more than a label that you choose to wear and you can peel it off at right. some point and just be done with it is pretty childish and naive. Right. 
Right. But what I what I said was basically, you know, people them. I'm not being invited purely because I don't go to the right church. And me. Right. And then my response is, are you sure it's not because you are an extremely entitled person who jumps to conclusions and then gossips about supposed friends? Right. Are you sure it's not because media? you're insufferable and unpleasant to right. be around? <laughs> because I would rather hang out with a church person than with you right now. Um, but but what was interesting to me, and the reason I even bring it up, is because this has to do with children and teaching children. And um, I knew it would. I knew eventually we'd get around we, to. We get there because I sent you a couple of screenshots this morning. Right before I even plus, saw that post. Plus, children. That's kind of your thing. This is where your brain is all the yeah, time. It is my thing because I'm always trying to figure out what the difference is between me as a relatively well-adjusted person, somebody who doesn't go out and make claims like that. On somebody who media. considers themselves a grown-up. And. Um, yeah, what is, what is the difference? What made the difference? That's why I asked you. Why aren't you telling your girls right. what this mother is telling Why am I not girls? saying, oh, I'm so sorry, four-year-old, that you have been My friends. heart is heavy. <laughs> You're friends with somebody who's obviously in a cult. My heart is so heavy. Yeah, well, the question is, why would you want to be, why would you want to be friends with somebody who makes your heart heavy? <laughs> you know? Oh. And, that, and that goes both ways. So if you've got a... Yeah, if your friend knows that not inviting you to a birthday party is going to damage the relationship, eventually you're going to damage the relationship. Right. Because it, it, that's a very difficult thing to maintain. You're very fragile you're person. You're very fragile. And and fragile people do not make good friends. Right. But you're I'm I'm afraid to be around fragile people because I don't want to hurt people, and so it's easier for me to just not invite you to the party right. than it is to invite you to the party knowing that even after you show up, something is going to happen to make you feel disenfranchised You're and excluded. You're going to be looking around, looking for right. signs of my Christianity that you can criticize publicly. Well, this is the sort of person who's <laughs> going to is going to judge the success and, and is going to judge a relationship based on how they're treated and what their experience is at the party. Even if you gave them an invitation... You know, they would get the bottom of the punch bowl. They wouldn't get the corner cake, the right. corner piece of cake that has all the frosting on it. The, right. the ice cream would be melted. There'd be something, something would happen at the party to make them feel excluded. Right. And they well, would the be other right thing, back in the same place that we are now. The other thing I said was, uh, the comment I made first was actually, here's a soapbox I'm willing to die on. Because <laughs> pro tip, Carl, if you can quote them back to themselves, that always drives them crazy. We used to have a sound effect for this. What? For quote for Hilda Dion. Oh yeah, for Hilda Dion. Yeah, but but that was your Hilda Dion. Um, this is mine. I said we should my, have a sound effect for yours. My Hilda Dion. This is. I would only use that phrase because that's what she said first. She said that she was. Oh no, because I didn't say Hilda Dion. She said soap soapbox to die That's what I said too. <laughs> that's Sorry. true. She mixed metaphors. I did. This is my soapbox to die on. I was like, why didn't that? Why doesn't that compute? Like, because yeah, it was soapbox, because and I mix, said soapbox. You get up on your soapbox to make a statement, but it's a hill to die on. Did you, she actually people, say soapbox to die that's on? That's what you read. This I is think my soapbox to die on. Now I have to go back and check. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yep, she said it. <laughs> This, this is a soapbox I will die on. This is a soapbox Last I will paragraph. die on. There it is for, for, oh, <laughs> for proof. Uh, so then I just quoted that same thing. I got to confess, Carl, I'm, I'm feeling a very strong urge to, 
to refer to soapboxes to die on from now on. <laughs> That's yeah. I didn't even notice when I quoted it back to her, but yeah, this, this is, is this is my soapbox to die on. This is my soapbox. I will plant a flag on. I said, if you are if you are going to um, hold a grudge against my entire religion based on something your four year old said about a birthday party then we're not going to miss you at the next one. Yeah, no kidding. We won't, it's not that we next, we don't exclude atheists necessarily, but we do exclude drama queens. No, and it is our prerogative and our right to exclude atheists if we so choose. Yeah, but I don't even want to, like, I don't even need to have that conversation because that's going to be controversial. There are Christians who are going to be like, well, actually, if you are purposely excluding atheists, that's really mean. And it's like, I'm not. I'm not excluding atheists. God does. I'm excluding people who are toxic. I'm just doing what God does. I'm, I'm trying to help Carl learn how to talk to these people in a I way know. that they cannot refl- they can't I reply. Know. It's like this is how they talk about others. They talk about the church. I had to leave Ouch. because they were so they're so judgmental. And then you have to point out you're blah, judging. Blah, blah. I've heard that they so say, many times. Oh, I times. had to leave because I had to be pro- I had to protect myself because blah, everybody blah, there is so blah, toxic. Blah, and it's like, blah, were they more toxic than a person who's blasting a four year old on social media for not inviting your four year old to a birthday party? Because that seems pretty toxic. That seems to pretty me. toxic too. Yeah, a four year olds. Four-year-olds don't even plan their own parties. I've had this is this is mom and dad or or somebody who's planning this party and probably said, for the sake of. There's, there's a number of reasons that I don't even care about or One, need to know. Why I don't want to dissect the stupid birthday party anymore. The right. point is, I've had atheists at our birthday parties before. We know people yeah, we who have. are atheists, and we don't exclude based solely on their atheism. Right. But we absolutely will exclude if they're horrible people. Right. And we exclude yeah. if you're a jerk. Yeah. We, we just don't want jerks. Yeah. I, I, got, I got friends who are atheists. We yep. hang out together. We play games together. We have a game night. We have good conversations. So, because they're not jerks. How does this relate to the other thing? I had to go back now to see if she said soapbox to die on, and then I lost my other place. It's amazing how people hide behind the heavy hearts, though. Too like hmm. I can be. I. I my heart is heavy. I can't my be heart a is jerk. broken. I'm sad about this. I'm so sad. So therefore, I can say whatever I want to whoever I want and be as mean and hateful as possible because right. my heart is heavy. I can jump to a million conclusions, and that's not on me. That's on you. Yeah, and, and it's just, it, it it is amazing to me how people are allowed to get away with it. How how much support you get for your quote unquote heavy heart right. when you're when you're bashing innocent people. All all the, the only thing that this person's guilty of is having a birthday party for their kid. Right. That's the that's the evil that they've perpetrated on society they had a birthday party for four-year-olds mm-hmm. and this person is like those church people this is why i had to leave <laughs> if i hadn't left i would have gotten to go to the birthday party. i'm sorry but my heart is very heavy um but I, I asked you what you what you would have done in that situation because i think people probably not carl how'd i do but people need to know how a healthy well-adjusted family handles that situation because Many, many, many people out on the internet are testifying with their own words. They're saying, I had a very traumatic childhood. I came from a broken family. I was not raised in a healthy manner. Right. And so now... So now this is where I live forever. And and any sort of yeah. maladjustment, any sort of drama, any sort of uh, trauma that I am going through is justified and unavoidable. Right. Well, There's nothing I could do. 
So here's the... To think differently about it. Here's this... It's going to possibly sound a little unrelated to start with, but this is this is what I found earlier today that got me thinking about raising children um, and healthy versus unhealthy coping mechanisms for various things like that. Now, this I have seen. You have seen this. Okay. This is from Nate Postlewaite. Oh, I didn't know that we were going to say names. Well, he wants to be famous. He's got his little watermark on all of his quotes. He's, oh, okay. They he takes making him screenshots famous. of his own quotes every time he posts them on Twitter and then adds a watermark so that they can, you, you think, know, Do you think this is more. how he wants to be famous, to have us... I have a feeling he have wants us to run his quote through our well, filter. The fact that we're Christian probably isn't going to bother his brand at all because he got famous by ta- testifying how he's a homosexual, same sex attracted, and he was traumatized by conversion therapy. So this is all very, this all gels very well with what he thinks, you know, his, so his he's expect- crusade he's is. So he's expecting to be mistreated by, by the Christians. likes of us. Right. Okay. That's his whole, his whole purpose in life. Is right, to expose, here you go. Here you go, Nate. Is to expose our toxicity with <laughs> his own. Let's get toxic. Clear Go ahead. loving kindness. Let's hear the quote. Well, what he said is, when someone has become estranged from their family, trust there's a story there that you may not be able to handle. At a minimum, trust their decision over your perception. And then he also added, when he reshared that, because who knows how long ago that was first posted, mm-hmm. he reshared it himself and then said, the holidays are coming and it's a difficult time for many who are estranged. You can make a difference in someone's life by not making comments about their estrangement that demand explanation or project your disapproval. So there's that. <laughs> and then down below, which I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine how the topic of estrangement even comes up. If you're estranged, you're not in the group, right? Well, no, he so means if you I, have friends who, who are estranged from to? their biological family. So our so what we should do according to Nate is not bring it up. Um, not make comments about their estrangement. Don't or, don't demand no explanations judgment. or project your disapproval on them. Ah. But the reason that the, the real reason I'm even bringing it up is that down below that, every time he shares something, he also adds this like it's almost like a signature every time. So it's got all these emojis, and it says "free inner child journaling guide" at Linktree in the about section. Oh, so he's selling stuff. Free, free, free inner child journaling guide. Nah, it's not free. I'm That's so the- glad you're here. That's and so the, that's the lead magnet, Carl. That's the thing right, that, that the magnet, brings but. you in. It's always free. And then there's something that you're going to pay for coming. But all of his stuff is like this. Like he makes this comment about trauma, about childhood abuse, about adults who are trying to heal mm-hmm. from what they had, you know, suffered growing up. Like not being invited to a birthday party at the age of four? I don't know. There may be people who are legitimately... Let's assume somebody really did have, you know, super horrible, evil darkness, you know, things that they had to witness when they were very young and impressionable. Sure, that happens. Let's say they went through something really, really horribly abusive. Now, he's trying to help them learn how to heal themselves through journaling and talking to their own inner child, Mm -hmm. right? That seems a little uh, circular and uh-huh. claustrophobic to me. Yeah, like maybe an adult who was abused and needs healing isn't going to be able to heal themselves. Right, because maybe maybe they don't have any perspective yeah. other than their own wounded, heavy heart right. to uh, guide them. Right, maybe they were damaged to the point that like they don't even realize how damaged they are, and so maybe their judgment on certain things or their instincts about things are not super healthy. But what right. occurred to me was... Like a drunk driver driving himself home 
to right. where you won't be a danger to other people. Well, actually, what I what what analogy I came up with was all of these movies that have anything to do with like time, with going back in time. Right. There's always a there's always a problem. You can't get into the loop. Right. How do you get into the loop? And yeah. like, so you've got the the uh, movie where the future Americans are fighting the aliens and they're losing, and they like the population is way down. So tomorrow they, war. Yes. So they with, go back in time. With, uh, Spoilers, Carl. They go back in time to try to right to go back in time recruit new to soldiers, recruit new people. But but they're the, like their own grandparents. Right. They're their own grandparents. <laughs> and so there, yeah. There's a problem with time travel, and it's present in every time travel movie. Yeah. And you're saying it's the same thing with people trying. But that's <laughs> so people trying to heal themselves from within are like Chris Pratt going back, back in, in time, time to, to recruit himself. soldiers. Yes, because, for the future. And this is the solution that people provide when they don't believe in God. Like if you don't believe that there's a all powerful being outside of space and time, who is going to heal us or who's going to help us solve this really big problem? Who will be our uh, Deus in the Deus ex machina? Except ourselves. We have I to always thought that. it was deus ex I may, machina. It may be deus. I'm a homeschooler, and so I just know how to spell things. I don't know how to say them out right, loud. Right, you'd pronounce them. In, and the reason is because she's never pronounced them out loud. She's always tried to pronounce them to herself yeah. in her own head. I can see them with my eyeballs. and So it's the same problem. Yeah. When you, when you, yes. when you try to learn how to pronounce <laughs> words by yourself without the influence of somebody outside of mm-hmm. you... You can't do it. Yeah, you gotta hear the. You gotta hear Deus ex machina. Yeah, from so, outside of your own head. So, I would. I would still be pronouncing uh, the national park Yosemite right. if it wasn't for we've somebody talked outside about this of. Before. We've talked about how homeschoolers don't know how to pronounce stuff before, and we've talked about um, grief, grief sages trying to right. like come and, in and, and but tell it's other all, people. It's all coming together. It's yeah. all. It's all coagulating in one glorious but lesson. the people who are hurting, the traumatized, you know, damaged children at heart, whoever they may be, that's one conversation. It's all of us, isn't it? I mean, at some, at some level, every single one of us has been, quote unquote, damaged I in mean, some way. in a way. And that's part of the reason that Christianity is attractive to some people. No, no, no. Because You're there's a way. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead because uh, these people have rejected Christianity. They've rejected the idea that there's a well, God. They, in their minds, Christianity is, is part of the damage. Right. Christianity has caused Why the damage. Why do they think that Christianity has caused the damage? Because somebody who's not their, who's not their, biological parents who love them somebody else has told them this people who are who are disguising themselves as counselors Mm -hmm. and helpers on the internet by the way nate possible doesn't even call himself a counselor or a philosopher or a uh, psychologist he doesn't have a a, a therapy degree or anything he's not i got a guy who calls himself a spiritual guide no no he doesn't even do that you know what nate is his public page lists him as a writer i'm like dude i can do that i'm a writer i i went to school to be a writer so, but when you're actually advertising to people who are trying to get in touch with their inner child and they admit they've been estranged from their families, right. they do not have a biological support system anymore, right. they are hurting and traumatized and they, they are wounded children at heart, mm-hmm. what you're doing is literally preying on children. That's what you're doing when you set yourself up as their father figure, their surrogate family, you're doing it and you're doing it intentionally because you've actually advertised to the world that you're a place where people can come when they're well, wounded. Didn't he also just counsel the rest of us not to uh, presume to tell these people anything? Didn't, right. Didn't, but he's doing he exactly all that. all the time. Yeah. His, right? his posts are absolutely just one after the other. Hey guys, you know, here's how you should think about this. Now that you're traumatized, this right, is what you Right, but he's telling us not to do what he's doing. Right. 
Oh, here's one. Here's another post of his. You'll love this. This is what Daddy Nate says. I love the first two. This is what Daddy Nate says to people who don't have daddies. Um, there are people you haven't met yet that will be able to love you without you having to work for it. They will see you and appreciate you because of who you are. They will be gentle in really caring ways because they will recognize what vulnerability has cost you in the past. So there's people out there, somebody you haven't even met yet, mm -hmm. and they're just going to love you for exactly who you are. Will they have candy? <laughs> yeah, they'll be in a white van. <laughs> yeah. Will they have candy? Yep. He's he is he is replacing the family, replacing the church, replacing yeah. even a therapist. Now he doesn't even claim to be a therapist, and he's like, here, come and listen to me. I will counsel you on on what it means to love and be loved and, and your relationship. I'm going to give you relationship advice. Right. And I'm like, who are you to do that? Who are you to give advice to people, to strangers well, on the he, internet? He doesn't know. Yeah, I, 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 I would never presume to tell somebody if they told me I'm estranged from my family. My first thought or my first words would not be, oh, you shouldn't be there. You should make amends because... I don't have any information. Just like my first thought when you asked me the question, yeah. what would you do if this happened? It's like, well, I have to, I need more information. I need to know what's going on. But Nate doesn't seem to be concerned with the details. He's, he's saying that, okay, if you, you're going to meet somebody who's estranged from their family, don't, don't speak negatively about that. Don't do anything. It's like, well, how can you say that, Nate? You don't know the circumstances any better than I do. Right. You're you're throwing this blanket on everybody that say this. We, we absolutely should, under no circumstances should you respond like this. It's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about either. Right. We are. You and I are equally ignorant of a stranger who we haven't met yet of their <laughs> estrangement situation. Right. We're equally ignorant. Right. You're not, uh, you don't have this special enlightenment just because you uh, well, have a page it's that says you're a, to the a writer. Believe, it's similar to the Believe All Women movement, that hashtag. It's like, just, you know, believe women. Just believe them because no you, matter don't what wanna, they say. you don't want to, you know, re-traumatize somebody who's been traumatized. But it's like, but you have to beg the question of whether they were actually traumatized in order to make a statement that you need to believe right. women. It's right. like, but really the the converse of that is disbelieve all men like anytime a man says something like no I, that didn't happen it, like she's making it up we have to assume they're lying right and the woman's telling the truth and it's like that with this whole abuse and abuser right. situation but just because you are a female doesn't mean that you are automatically telling the truth right. all the time and just because you left your family you're estranged from your family does not mean they are horrible, hateful people right. who hurt you. It, this is another one. He says, don't accept advice on how you are meant to heal by those who have harmed you. Right. And it's like, but you're talking to people who are claiming to have been harmed you're with no to, question. You're talking to people who also don't know what harm is right. sometimes. You're talking <laughs> to people don't. who are like, who, who have, their, like you said, they're children. And yes. children get mad when you make them eat their vegetables and when you send them to bed and when you tell them they have to finish their you chores. You tell them they don't get the red cup this time. It's the other person. They get the other cup. The the other, it's not their turn. Or they can't have that second candy bar. And, yep. and all of this stuff traumatizes children. Yep. And so what do you do? Do you say, well, that poor, this, poor, this poor child, my heart is heavy. My child was denied... You know, uh, he he wanted 
<laughs> he wanted scotch and soda with his dinner, and he was denied right. alcohol. And it, it's how is it that other people <laughs> don't? Because they've been traumatized. Because they really, some of them really did have terrible upbringing. Some of them were four years old. True. They were four years old True. raised by a woman who would make a big scene over a birthday party. And it's like, that is going to screw you up. You will become an adult who has some work to do emotionally when yeah. you're, you know, when you're raised in that environment. However, you don't even know what environment you need in order to heal. And if you're doing the majority of your <laughs> healing on social yeah. media with this random guru who's like part, part poetry writer, <laughs> part like, uh, I, horoscope writer part you know he's doing this general he's making these general sentences these stringing together random words nouns and adjectives and sometimes they make you feel seen and so you share them and that's literally like forty thousand other people on social media are doing that the right. same thing and that's the only reason i even know who he is is because people who by their own testimony are broken and damaged are keeping him famous yeah and it and nobody realizes how how unhealthy that is because like they've said they're damaged in their children right. and they need guidance. And they don't know. So all I want to say, there, Carl, Well, there's, there's a certain amount, there's a, a certain segment of our society who really, really like to hear that they've been abused. They, right. they like, they feel like some, oh, they, that person hears me. Nate has got a following because he quote unquote sees people. Right. But what and I so want to say, like, Nate sees I want me. to be very, very clear it. to anybody who, would be listening who might be who might found have found themselves in this part of the internet before and it's very easy to do. My children are very healthy, well-adjusted children. They're well fed, they're well loved, and they're, you know, getting a, a robust education. They're surrounded by supportive, you know, both children and they adults. They set up the podcast equipment today. Kimmy set up the podcast equipment without even being asked cuz mm -hmm. she heard grandpa was coming over and she wanted to be helpful. It's working splendidly. She, they ha they're having a great childhood. My children will never in a million years follow a guy like Nate no. because he's toxic. And if you don't believe me that he's toxic, then I believe you that you had a bad upbringing because people who had bad upbringings would think a guy like Nate is a good guy to he's, follow. He's got it going he's on. He's not. Shut yeah. it down. He's making things worse for you. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's using you. He does he's, not know you. He's he does not see famous. you. He does, yeah. He wants your clicks. He, does not he wants you, you to buy a, stuff. He is a fortune cookie. Yes. All of these people are fortune cookies. They have a finite number of statements that are pre-recorded, pre-canned. They may mix a few new adjectives in once in a while or a couple of adverbs that you haven't heard. They may rearrange the words in the sentence some, but right. it's a fortune cookie it's not <laughs> it's not something that required any sort of thought it has no insight into your life it has no connection to the truth it is something that is mass produced uh, ahead of time and if you think that he's speaking to you he's he's not you're wrong well he doesn't and, know you well and if his testimony about hating the church and hating conversion therapy which is really just a synonym for church things now. It may have been it may have been a particular kind of therapy at some point, but now it just means anytime a church person gives you biblical advice, right. that's conversion therapy. Trying to convert from sinner to saint is conversion therapy. Right. Um the difference between what church people are doing, the correct church people are doing and what Nate is doing is that 
the church people are They're saying, honest you need it. to lean on the Holy Spirit. You mm-hmm. need to lean on God, and then you can fix your problems. Right. And Nate is cutting God out of that and saying, saying lean on yourself. Lean on yourself. Yeah, go you back in time and literally save the human race. Yeah. lean on yourself. Yes. Um, but Which there's is very difficult to do. There's that. What I was going to say is if he, if that's the background he has, and if you have a similar background where you just kind of hate Christians and all things Christianity, mm. then yeah, you're going to feel like he gets you. And, and in a sense, if your story is similar to his and that, you know, somewhere in college, somebody who is a Christian upset you very deeply and you've never gotten over it. Well mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're going to, he's going to often say things that feel like they're, you know, in agreement with they how feel you good. feel good. It feels good to be seen, but it's, it's not good for you. If no. The kids, the people who I love in my life, I recommend they stay far away from this garbage. Um, and I'm sorry to those who did not have a, a parent in their life. They didn't have a mom and a dad who, when they came home from kindergarten, right. somebody could talk sense into them and, and say, say, you know what? You didn't get invited to that birthday party because you don't go to their church. Okay. All right. That's Move a perfectly on. good explanation. <laughs> you have you have nothing to cry about. <laughs> We're not going to call the police about this. Now stop, stop pouting. <laughs> And grow up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Would you like to invite her over for dinner later? Yeah, this you week? could have her come over after her birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's life. I mean, life. It, there's things that disappoint you sometimes in life, and it doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to like not being invited to the party. But it. But maybe yeah. you should think about going to their church. You should. Oh my gosh! Just turn off Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and whatever else. Whatever else is providing you with the majority of your emotional support. Um, Why am I not hearing this? Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, there it goes. I can hear it just fine. Uh, Good talk. I just, I was going to read some of the letters that I've written to my kids before about like advice, advice the world won't give you. That's coming up in a future episode, Carl. So you you can never miss an episode of The Comedian Next Door because who knows? Who knows what sort of gems... (laughs) We'll go, who knows, who knows what sort of fortune cookies we'll unwrap. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.